Hi everyone, it's episode 6 of the Something Private Podcast. The podcast is about everything related to the vagina, from sex to health and of course, the society. My name is Nicole and I will be your producer and your host. This week's topic has been highly requested by many people. Actually like only two. But we're going to be talking about birth control. And in particular, birth control that isn't the male condom, but the alternatives. In Singapore, the most popular form of contraceptive is the male condom. These are the ones they teach you in school um, how to use by demonstrating with a banana. And I say male condom because did you know there are actually such things as the female condom? It's been quite widely marketed with the usage of like print and radio advertisements. Recently has also been advertised on social media and I'm talking about, you know, those cheeky, timely Durex commercials. If you guys remember, earlier this year in April, they had that mar- flavoured condom advertisement on Facebook. Haha, ha, it's old guys. Anyway, the male condom is a barrier type of contraceptive, meaning if it breaks or it gets too old or you didn't manage to put it on properly, the effectiveness rate will drop to a real low and the chances of you getting pregnant or contracting a sexually transmitted infection is actually really really high. Meanwhile, birth control pills though is actually the most popular choice of contraception in the UK and Europe with almost a 50% usage in Portugal. It's also the second most popular choice in the US behind sterilization. I guess the Americans really know what they want. Another interesting fact, the intrauterine device or the IUD is the most popular birth control method in China for the population that has lived through the one-child policy. Huh. But let's focus on birth control pills first. By the way, for this episode, I'm getting the help of two very beautiful women, my pals Joey Tan and Kyung Lin Shan, to help me out. Hi, my name is Joey. I am 24 this year and I primarily do music. Um, I also do uh, some part-time stuff like teaching. I also like have a little business called Leila Luna. We give back to animal shelters. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So why are we focusing on birth control pills? First of all, what is a birth control pill? Birth control pills or the pill is a type of female hormonal birth control method. One of the reasons why I reached out to Joey was because, I don't know, I was touched when I saw like <laughs> you volunteer and you have like a, a special place in your heart for like mm-hmm. dogs and everything. I love dogs as well. So yeah. I think it's like nice and it's very humbling. So I was like, I would love for you to come on the podcast to do an episode. And then you, you suggested that you want to do like birth control pills. You said taboo like, topics or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I guess birth control would be it interesting. Is, it is quite taboo. Because it it's is quite, quite yeah. And it was quite like requested as well. Like, I asked some people like what they wanted to listen to and they were like, oh, birth control pills or like contraceptive oh, methods. Okay. Yeah. So I started birth control mainly because like in my previous relationship, I never even considered birth control. I think one, I never really knew how to get it. Mm-hmm. And also two, uh, it would be an added expense. Um, and also I wasn't really that active Mm -hmm. so I was like nah don't really need it but then with this partner of mine um, I would say we're like more active Uh, (laughs) but also on top of that uh, he's not like a a condom user so because of that I really wanted to look into a contraceptive to make sure I don't get pregnant so I thought about it and I was like okay I'm just gonna go see a doctor and see what he has to say so I visited like a a GP a GP Mm. yeah just like normal practitioner 
and he said okay we only have yasmin so i asked my friend because i have a friend who's uh she was using like birth control for a very long time already Mm. and she was using yas Mm. so with me typically like if i'm not sure about something i would go with what my friends Mm. are using Mm. and i needed it because i was going to be traveling to meet my boyfriend like Mm. we're in a long distance relationship so i was flying over to the states and i didn't i didn't want to have to worry so I was like, okay, I want to get my pill. And you're supposed to take it on the first day of your period. That's when you're supposed to start on the pill. If you're starting for the first time or getting back on it after a break. So I was like, okay, I need to get it and have it ready for me. And he only had Yasmin. So I was like, okay, I'll just try it. So he just gave me the rundown, like basically on birth control, your body will think like it's pregnant. You won't have a period. With Yasmin, it's all active pills. I don't have sugar pills. Um, okay, I have sh- no idea what it means. I'm so sorry. Okay, so basically, <laughs> there are several types of birth control. Yep. You have the ones with 21 days of active pills, which <clears throat> means pills with hormones and... Is it progestin? Yeah. Yeah, and then you have seven days of... Placebo pills, placi- right? Placebo yeah. pills or sugar pills, as they call it, because um, there's no hormones in them. Okay. So the, the reason why those exist is just for people who can't take the seven-day break without forgetting to get back on the 21. I see. So with Yasmin, it's you only get 21 pills in a pack. Okay. Then you take a seven-day break. Okay. Then you start back on the 21. So you don't have like the placebo pills? I don't have placebo pills. Oh. So for placebo pills, as long as you're on the pill, you are eating one every single day. Yep, yep. With pills like Yasmin, where they're only 21, you take pills for 21 days, seven-day break, no pills, nothing, and then you start again on the 21. So there are typically two types of birth control pills. The first is the combination pill and the second is the mini pill. The more popular ones are combination pills and they are named that because they contain two types of hormones, estrogen and progestin. The pill prevents pregnancies in three ways. First, by suppressing ovulation, meaning your eggs stay put in your ovaries. Second, by thickening cervical mucus, making it harder for sperm to move. And third, by thinning the lining of the uterus, making it harder for the egg to be attached there. So combination pills vary by type of progestin and amount of estrogen. They either have 35 or 20 micrograms of estrogen. Different pills also have different amounts of hormones over the course of the month. In Singapore, you can get birth control pills from a doctor or get a prescription and then purchase it from a pharmacist. A month's supply typically costs between $20 to $30 depending on your doctor and brand. Some common brands in Singapore are Yasmin, Yes, and Diane35. As a contraceptive, it has a 99.9% effectiveness rate. It's really high. Meanwhile, did you know that condoms only have about an 85% effectiveness rate if it's not used properly? So, for some girls that I know, they really, really, like, swear by the pill because, you know, they've experienced nothing but positive changes since taking it. Basically, what happens after the 21 active pills is your body goes through breakthrough bleeding. So, it's not a period. While you're on the pill, you don't have periods. Yeah, because you don't, like, ovulate. Correct. So, they're called breakthrough bleedings. Mm. Um... They typically last, I mean, it, it really depends on people, but for me, like, I only bleed for three days. I only start bleeding on the third day. So, literally, like, 21 days of my pill, the first three days of my rest, I don't bleed, mm. and then I know when I'm going to. Mm. Yeah, the pill is really great at regulating you, and that's what people actually use to regulate um, heavy periods or mm. periods that don't come on a normal basis. I think my boobs got a little bigger but then they kind of went back down okay i think my body got used to the yep, amount the of hormones, hormones. yeah 
now they're back up again because I'm putting more weight on but I don't think it has to do with the pill yeah okay. I got no weight fluctuation with the pill because I know some people do yeah some people experience very bad acne yeah my skin has been oh, like way better with the pill yeah I don't cramp anymore mm. my cramps used to be so bad that I would like squat on the floor mm. I'm safe uh, I'm not moody I, I really love Yasmin Mm. <laughs> so typically like they issue you a pill if one you are too hormonal you're getting like really bad acne yeah. um, your periods are irregular or you're bleeding way too much mm-hmm. so that's the thing the pill is one of the most common methods of contraception and it's not only used for contraception but doctors also give it out as a method of dealing with issues like cystic acne, regulating periods, reducing cramps and also in some really rare cases controlling like excessive hair growth because it is a hormonal pill. I guess the next question you'll be wondering is what kind of fucking miracle pill is this? A pill that has 99.9% effectiveness rate regulates your period, reduces your cramps, makes your skin glow. Should I just like fucking drop my GP a visit and buy it? Um, okay, the answer is no. Let me first introduce my friend Lin to you before I explain. Hi, I'm Lin Shan. Yeah, so I brought Lin on today's episode because I hear a lot of like stories about birth control pills and the negative like side effects of it. And I think Lin's story really was very different. It was very <laughs> uncommon. I was like, babe, what? Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I think it's, it's very, it'd be very nice to hear like your stories. Okay, so um, a bit more about myself. I'm 23 this year and I have been like in a long-term relationship for about 6 years. So I think I was probably sexually active from about like 18, 19-ish. Yeah. So my first encounter with the pill was probably when I was 19. I went to Bali with my friends. No, but it wasn't for contraception. It was more for like... To stop my your period because mm. it was like a beach holiday and yeah, yeah before that my, my family doctor had prescribed the same thing to my sister who went on like an OBS trip overseas. So that was kind of what we knew the birth control pill was for. Mm. I properly took it as contraception when I was 21. I remember because I was on exchange and then um, my boyfriend came to visit and we decided to try it because in Singapore we didn't dare to. You need a prescription. Oh, yeah. so overseas you so don't you? <laughs> no parents, no family doctor. <laughs> yeah. We were in Spain and um, I just got it over the counter. I remember when I was looking for one, my only criteria is that I wanted it to be like the lowest dosage, which was, um, I believe, 20 milligrams yes. for the combination pill. Yes, yeah, because yes. that was the same one I took in Singapore when I... Do you remember to... the name of the pill? Yes, uh, the Singapore one was called Mercilon. So I couldn't find that brand in Spain, so we found an alternative. But I like searched up the ingredients and everything. I can't remember the name now, but same dosage, 20 milligrams. So I took those. And I remember the first few days I took it, right, we were on a train to another city in Spain. And I felt so fucking dizzy. I thought I was going to die. Like, oh my god, like, what's going on? Because that was not really normal for me. I don't really know if it was a side effect of, like, starting the pill, but I, I got a bit worried after that because, mm. like... 
I just felt so bad and yeah I think after that I tried to find another 20 milligram one so I probably switched so I definitely didn't finish that month's cycle my problems actually only really started when I came back to Singapore a few months after that so after that because after you were on exchange right then mm. your boyfriend left mm. you so did you continue taking yeah I just continued taking it because I didn't want to keep like breaking the yeah, cycle right correct, yeah because yeah. you're meant to follow it so that your body kind of gets used yeah. to the routine i didn't get an actual period for like one and a half years that's really long it's a really fucking long time and i was like waiting and waiting and waiting and it never came i got quite worried because i think at the same time i was also like really stressed out from school and like juggling a part-time internship so not just my period was affected my gut health was also quite affected so I feel like a lot of these things contributed to like a huge amount of stress that my body was experiencing. Lynn's story is very interesting to me because as an idiot who only uses like condoms as a matter of birth control, I'm not proud. I've heard a lot of stories about birth control pills, especially like negative ones, including depression, anxiety, you know, mood swings, uh, weight gain, intermenstrual spotting, which means like you just bleed out of nowhere once in a while, nausea, breast tenderness, headaches and migraines, missed periods, decreased libido, vaginal discharge. In that one and a half years, I was so worried and I was very desperate. I tried a lot of different things. Um, I remember the first few months I didn't get it. I saw my doctor and because I was also having like gut issues, he made me do two scopes. To okay, like, I'm sorry, what is a scope? Okay, in like super layman terms, like they kind of stick a tube in you with a camera to kind of capture to what, see if there's any like yeah like tumors tumors or even bacteria or anything so okay. i did the gastroscope which is the one that goes down your throat yeah and i did the colonoscope okay so i did that and nothing else was detected other than like gastroenteritis yeah so i still didn't get my period um i think after that i saw a gynecologist mm. like a female one she checked me for like cysts and everything mm. as well but there was nothing that she could pick up so she said everything was normal there then she said oh and my hormone levels were normal as well which mm. i thought was really weird so she said oh maybe it's just like your body like your body isn't used to the slight changes like maybe you've gained or lost a bit of weight that your body doesn't think is normal that was kind of the only explanation she gave and then she gave me pills to trigger the period which i think also were birth control pills but it came for a while that I thought, oh my god, okay, everything's fixed. Mm. So then, um, I didn't see anyone else because I thought, okay, you know, if that period's coming, the next one will come as well. But it didn't. I just felt so stressed out at the thought of like, on the outside, everything seemed fine. But clearly on the inside, something was very wrong. Mm. I, and I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know who I could go to to fix it. So at this point, I went back to my doctor my family doctor and then i was just telling him about how i felt and then i suddenly like burst out crying mm. alone there and i think he was so shocked he didn't really know what to do he's like very typical like nice old fatherly man doesn't really know how to handle emotions mm. that well he was quite a sweetheart about it but i just want to say that he would never understand what it means to like not have your period yeah, yeah. it's very difficult unless you're a woman yeah. you know it's really like the significance of your period exactly. is lost on men yeah. yeah towards the end of this i also went to an acupuncturist in bali like this belgian <laughs> dude i went once he poked a few needles i don't know if it actually helped because mm. the next month i got like my first proper period 
like naturally I'm not saying that it's because of the acupuncture but I remember when I got my period I was like mm. oh my god guys I just got my period yeah one thing I never really understood about the birth control pill in I guess like today's context is women like we have to ingest these pills every day so that our boyfriend or partner didn't have to wear a condom do you think it should have been more of like a shared responsibility it never occurred to me that like I didn't feel like it was unfair okay um condoms don't really feel that great it's not like the real feel like Durex says oh real feel it ain't real feel like (laughs) it's not real feel (laughs) um so for me I'm not that particular like I'm not like oh just cause like you don't want it then I must pay for the pill I never felt I didn't feel Mm. like that about it I'm more into it and I'm more turned on if my partner is more into it and more turned on. Mm. So knowing that he prefers not to wear one Mm. and he's comfortable and he feels great makes me feel very great Mm. and very comfortable. And at the same time, it's like condoms also cost money. That's true. I feel like women always make the men pay for the condoms. For one, condoms are not 100% safe. That's true. Sometimes they break. Mm -hmm. A lot of people keep condoms in their wallets and that causes the condoms to break almost like 100% of the time. And on top of that, like, I just feel more safe with Mm. birth control. Mm. I guess, like, for you, like, the the benefits kind of, like, outweigh... For sure. Like, the negatives that you had to go through in order to, like, achieve yeah. a certain something, right? Which yeah. is, I guess it's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's reasonable. I've never used the birth control pill. So, mm. like, I only hear it from, like, friends who tell me yeah. stuff like, oh, like, my boyfriend doesn't like, like, using a condom. So, mm. like, we tried the pill and then, like, yeah, lost so now every day I have to take. So, I, like, when I hear oh, it, it from there... Oh, it seems like a, I have to give in, like, yeah, a sacrifice. Yeah, but okay. I mean... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, with my previous relationship, mm. I took two pregnancy tests. I see. Two of which freaked me out so much. Mm. Like, I think I had massive panic attacks mm. because of it. Mm. The one thing about birth control is that, like I said, it regulates you. So mm. you know exactly when it's mm. going to come. Mm. If it doesn't come, then you know something's up. Yep. With a condom relationship, it's like, a condom relationship but basically if you use a condom <laughs> and you're not on the pill right you don't know when your period is gonna come yeah exactly and I wasn't like down to the day some people had the luxury of like exactly but mo- mo- tomorrow my period is gonna come yep. I'm like good for you yep. I don't know when mine's gonna come yeah and when you stress out mm-hmm. it delays it even exactly, more exactly exactly so I didn't get my period for like I was like a, a few weeks late mm. and I freaked out cause I was like I don't want a baby right now yep I couldn't even buy the kit so thankfully, I have friends who were like, like shout out to my friend Courtney. She literally went to get me the uh, multiple kits so I could do them multiple times so Just I wouldn't freak sure. out. Yeah. She bought me kue. She bought me bubble tea. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm craving onde onde. <laughs> it's like, okay, what else do you want? I want tutu kue also. <laughs> and I want bubble tea from Koi. She got me everything. Yeah. She showed up at my house. She was like, don't worry. Mm. We'll wait together. And I ate my kuei. <laughs> and I waited. And I wasn't pregnant. But honestly, like, it sounds like it's, like, fun or, or like, a little experience now, right? But then it felt yeah. like this could alter my life. And I don't know how I'm going to tell my parent. That really, like, I think because of that, condoms also, I know they're not, they're not that yep. uh, reliable. I understand. Birth control mm. pills is, like, 
an option for girls to, I guess, take charge of your body. Yeah. I guess, like, instead of, like, leaving it in the hands of, like, a man. Not yeah. really a man, but you know what I mean? It's, like, something... Like, the other person. It's your it's, body. It, yeah, it's quite some, It's quite beyond your control. But then, like, yeah. in taking birth control pills, no matter what, I know that I'm accountable for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is, like, my responsibility to yeah. bear. The yeah. way I see it, it's, like, I don't want to be pregnant, so mm. I should take measures. Mm-hmm. My, why, sh- why should my boyfriend have to, like, get in on this with me mm. you know what I mean mm. I feel like usually people think like oh the boy wants you to be on yeah, the pill then yeah. you don't want right but there's certain there are men out there who feel like no I think being on the pill is gonna screw up your chances of being pregnant in the future yeah. I don't want you because there are yep. speculations that it's, it'll affect childbirth uh, the possibilities of you even getting pregnant mm. Something Private is a podcast produced by WeFM you can listen to us on Spotify Apple and Google Podcast, Stitcher, Anchor, CastBox, and many more. We want to keep having more conversations about female health, but we need you guys to be involved. Share this episode or podcast series with your friends, family, or anyone with a vagina, essentially. Be sure to join our Telegram channel and Instagram page at somethingprivatepod. We also have a Facebook group that's full of exciting, great information. You can find us at Where Are The Girls That Will Talk About Their Vaginas? That's at something private pod. Drop me a DM or start a sweat on Facebook. Let's keep on having these conversations out loud. It's a very common concern. People think that taking birth control pills affect your chance at getting pregnant after you get off it. But in reality, it's not so much so as the fact that it might delay your ovulation or getting back your period. But in terms of like decreasing your chances of getting pregnant, there is no direct or exact link that says that this will happen. In fact, no conclusive studies lah. My male friend asked me that day if a woman takes um, birth control pills for 3 years, does it mean that her menopause will be delayed by 3 years? Okay, sweetie, the answer is no. I get how he might have thought that like it works that way, but your body just doesn't, okay? It's not like there's like a calculated amount of eggs stored in like every single woman's body, and then that amount has to be shared by the time you hit menopause, you know? <sighs> Man, everything is just so black and white. So apparently according to registered charity called Cancer Research UK, taking the combined pills increases the risk of breast and cervical cancer. For only a short time may not have any effect on risk of cervical cancer, but those who have been using it for more than 5 years have an increased risk of getting cervical cancer than those who have never used the combined pill. But the combined pill decreases the risk of ovarian and womb cancer, also known as endometrial cancer. The longer the combined pill is taken for, the bigger the reduction in ovarian and womb cancer risk. And the effect remains for decades after the pill has stopped being used. So overall, the protective efforts outweigh the risk lah. But a paper from the National Cancer Institute in the US, which was updated in 2018, says that there was no definitive link that it is a direct causation because different women have different habits when it comes to consuming birth control pills and have different lifestyles. Okay, the science behind this, right, is because for women, naturally occurring estrogen and progesterone hormones stimulate the development and growth of some cancers. Because the pill contains synthetic versions of these female hormones, they could potentially also increase cancer risk. Heng Sui also can get cancer without doing anything lah. So I went to read up further and then I came across an article by The Straits Times written in 2016 about ovarian cancer and the pill. 
saying ovulating less protects women against ovarian cancer because when eggs are released they rupture through the fallopian tube and that leads to some damage so every time women ovulate it opens the door to cancer cells and carcinogens i don't know how to pronounce that Going on the pill also confers protection against ovarian cancer, Dr. Day said, because as we know, it can stop periods and some of them also make the flow less heavy. And then he ends by saying that the best thing a woman can do to prevent ovarian cancer is to have two children, breastfeed, and then go on the pill till the age of 45. Oh my god, it's so fucking hard to be a woman eh. Like, we don't do anything, also gonna the cancer. We do something to try to prevent the cancer, also increase the risk of like other kinds of cancer. Okay, but back to the point about birth control pills equals to higher risk of cancer. Apparently, not to worry, but most medical associations around the world don't consider the risk um, of getting breast and cervical cancer high enough to dismiss the use of birth control pills. It depends on a lot of factors, like if you had a history of breast cancer in your family, or if you have PCOS. My takeaway is that it really, really boils down to you as an individual, You might have less risk of contracting a certain type of cancer based on your family history or your lifestyle or just you as a person. If you are on a pill and considering other methods of contraception is to know that there are slight possibilities of the increase in getting a type of cancer. And the most important thing is to consult your doctor on whether or not you personally can be affected. Then read up more, then consult your doctor again and then make the choice from there. Another really interesting thing that they haven't quite figured out is not just like the physical and emotional effects of birth control. I mentioned, you know, depression, migraines, but they're also um, looking at the brain and cognitive effects of birth control. They also found out that some of the older birth control pills that are still sold today might cause some male side effects, which is interesting like i don't want to be a male okay i'm kidding but the learning point here is that it's important to know whether the birth control you're taking is a new type or the old type but i think thankfully in singapore most of the pills are new type if you want to go overseas to buy it i guess like make sure that it's consistent and check the ingredient list before you purchase it so on the last episode i gave a little sneak peek into this week's episode with a bit of a fun fact about um the lady who thought of the birth control pills if you didn't think that was interesting, um, you're wrong. History is so fucking interesting, okay? So I'm here to talk about it even more. Ha The first ever birth control pill originated in America, and it was the idea of a woman by the name of Margaret Sanger. And she's the founder of the American Birth Control League, which later became the Planned Parenthood Federation in America. She died, unfortunately, in 1966, and is widely regarded as the founder of the modern birth control movement. Modern feminist. But here's where it gets really, really interesting. For a long part of history, Margaret Sanger was considered a hero, but recent research into her past revealed that she's actually not as clean as we thought, and she's actually like really quite controversial. Turns out, Margaret was part of the American eugenics movement, which is a movement aimed at improving the genetic composition of the human race. If you guys totally didn't understand what it meant, it means that basically she was part of this organization that was a bunch of like subtle Hitlers lah, that only wanted to let like the best of the best of the best of the population reproduce produce so we're talking about the smartest or those with the least chances of getting a disease or like the most elite and she also hung out with very historically controversial figures like the Ku Klux Klan they found evidence of her racism in a letter she wrote saying quote we don't want word to go out that we want to exterminate the negro population unquote wow it's like "Mm, sweetie was racist 
So basically, the whole idea of birth control was founded by a racist, elitist woman lah, and not somebody who wanted to do good for poor women, which I so naively believed. But it doesn't get better. The people who developed the pill weren't as clean either. In the 1950s, Margaret's organisation funded two men by the name of Gregory Goodwill Pincus and John Bock to develop the pill. Eventually, they came up with the world's first ever combined oral contraceptive pill, but the means in which they developed it was said to be at the expense of the health and lives of women. Back then, America had obscenity laws which prevented them from publicizing um, for tests on birth control. So they decided to move their tests to Puerto Rico, where many of the women there um, who volunteered to be subjects were not fluent in English and many of them were illiterate. So they were the perfect candidates for testing because this meant that they could carry out tests using more lethal doses and the subjects wouldn't understand. This also meant that the subjects were not afraid or reluctant, like they didn't reject getting tested on. Also, apparently contraceptives were illegal in the US but not in the occupied territory which is Puerto Rico so experiments were not regulated in the island as it was back in the US very interesting once Gregory Goodwill Pincus and John Rock managed to get the results they wanted they basically fucked off and like the pills hit the market in less than like 10 years in the 1960s it became like super popular and mind you they only started trials in like 19 like 52 53 Today, the side effects of birth control pills that was tested on those Puerto Rican women were not studied for, nor were they accounted for. Just to wrap up, the whole basis of birth control pills was not entirely to empower women, to allow them to make their own choices on whether or not they wanted to have a family. None of that shit. In fact, along the way, women were harmed in the clinical trials of the pill. Today, because it is a small pill that you know constantly needs to be ingested, it's highly marketed because it's very profitable. Controversial beginnings, controversial existence, I have to say. Also point to note, isn't it interesting how Margaret's organisation started out as kind of like a fucked up combination of Dexter's lab and like Hitler's, like Hitler's army, but ended up becoming one of the most liberal and helpful organisations towards a less privileged community in today's America? According to a study back in 2017, apparently Singaporean women are very unaware about alternative contraceptive methods. And I would say that this study is fucking accurate because before doing this research and episode, I only knew about condoms and heard about birth control pills. I don't even take it. I think there's an increase lah. Like, I think increasingly people are more aware, but I guess maybe they don't know where to start and like I'm here to dish it out. In Singapore, there are about five other alternative birth control methods that are not the male condom or the pill. They are the female condom, which is a cervical cap, the intrauterine device, or IUD, the contraceptive implant, injectable hormone, or tubal ligation, which is permanent. A quick Google search will give you guys a breakdown of how each of these works, so I'm not going to go into um, the details. But my personal recommendation, if anyone out there is interested to know... Out of all the five options available, besides the condom and the pill, the one I feel we should pay more attention to, that I feel like is might be better, is the IUD. Specifically, the copper IUD. So some of you might have heard about it in the previous episode when Janelle from SHI-SG shared that most of her colleagues in New York either had an IUD or were thinking of getting one. Or some of you might have heard it from your own doctors or your friends. Basically, the copper IUD is a small device with a plastic core wrapped in a copper wire that is placed inside your uterus. It kind of looks like a small um, T-shaped like toothpicker 
that is supposed to fit your uterus la, like to, to, to follow the shape of your uterus. The most common type of IUD in Singapore lasts for about 5 years and the main way it works is to prevent fertilization by changing the environment in your uterus to make it toxic to sperm and eggs. So basically, it wants to repel sperm and eggs. La. It is then inserted by a doctor in a clinic. And I think the great thing about IUD is that unlike many of the non-barrier type of contraceptives, it contains no hormones and therefore it's not associated with any hormonal side effects like those bad ones that Lynn had. And it can also be used in like breastfeeding and can be removed at any time by a doctor. On top of that, you can quickly return to being fertile, let's say if you want to have kids. La. The best part is that it is more than 99% effective in preventing pregnancies. Hmm. But word of caution, it might cause heavier, longer or more painful periods. It might also have like a 0.01% chance of complications. For instance, tearing a small hole in your uterus upon insertion, expulsion of the device, or you might have a very funny occurring pregnancy where the eggs go inside your fallopian tubes instead of your uterus. But like I mentioned, very, very, very slim chance. Okay, I know this alternative sounds really scary, but... I think the medical experts in Singapore are honestly very professional actually and I think that they are well equipped enough to carry out successful insertions and advise you on whether or not you are you, your uterial environment is well suited for the IUD. I don't know if uterial is a real word but basically whether your body is suited for this contraceptive method. Lah. Also, I wanted to say that like um, if you guys thought this method uh, sounded scary like some of the other methods are even scarier like slicing your arm open to put in like a hormonal patch it's like babe 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 slicing your arm babe sis can't do that so the point of this episode really was to provide you guys more information on the pill which is growing in popularity here in Asia as a form of contraceptive and to help you guys make an informed decision to hearing firsthand about the pill from Joey and Lynn but I think also to re-emphasize the importance of consulting a doctor or healthcare expert to know what pre-existing medical conditions you might have in order to know like what kind of contraceptive you yourself is best suited for. As mentioned, if your family has a history of female-related cancers, namely breast and cervical, you might want to stay away from hormonal-type contraceptives. Also, if you know yourself that your hormones are like, really fucking wet, then avoid that as well. But also not to be complacent, and let's say you do get put on the pill or like any other hormonal contraceptives, monitor your body. See how your body responds to it. Okay, this episode has been really long and I know I've been so naggy but I just care for you guys. Always remember to read up, consult your doctor, then read up again, then consult your doctor again and then finally read up one more time, okay? Okay, okay, we have reached the end of the episode. I just want to end off by saying I'm always holding you guys. Hope you all enjoyed this episode on birth control uh, with a specific focus on the pill. Remember to follow me on Spotify and iTunes and leave me a rating and feedback. Share this with your friends as well. Remember, uh, now every Monday, the new episode come out. Not every Thursday, okay? Every Monday. Bye!